Hello, everybody, and welcome to the third episode of Hashing with UPE. My name is Naz Huck, and uh, I was the I was former eboard and now advisor for UPE, and I will be your host for today's episode. So today's episode is a very interesting topic. Um, FIU as a university is actually a hallmark of diversity. It's made up of not only students from Florida uh, and other states, but also students from international abroad as well. In today's episode, we'll be hearing from two amazing students from different backgrounds who found success in their academic careers, and they will be sharing their stories with us. Similar to last episode, there will be a, Q and, a live Q&A segment, so you, you guys in the audience, you'll be able to ask your questions. And without further ado, let's go ahead and introduce our guests. So, um, Yvonne and Nazar, uh, go ahead and you guys can introduce yourselves, your name, major, fun fact, and what country you're from, as well as there's going to be a personal question from me to you guys. What languages do you guys speak? Um, I guess I'll start. Um, so, my name is Yvonne Reyes. Uh, I'm currently a junior in CS at FIU. Um, I'm also the director of logistics for UP currently, um, and um, I speak Spanish and English. <laughs> cool. I'll I'll go next. Hi everyone. My name is Azara Lee. I am a junior computer science mathematics student at Florida National University. I am I was the former director of UPE Mentor, and I am now the president of Developer Student Clubs at FIU. And a, I, I'm originally from Trinidad and Tobago. It's located in the Caribbean. And I speak mainly English, but I, I am 25% Surinamese, which is a um, Suriname is a country in South America, fun fact. So I speak a little Dutch as well, but definitely not as good as my <laughs> English. Nice. So, um, I guess we could first start off with this question, right? Um, tell us a little bit about your background. Um, you guys are you guys are international students. You know, you guys shared what country you came from. How did you find out about FIU um, when you first came here, or how did you find out about FIU in general? So um, yeah, I, I was born and raised in the Dominican Republic, and uh, I like I was always into like technology and and uh, like in school I, I love math. Uh, applied math to be specific but um so at the time i i knew i wanted to pursue something related to those things uh so but i was more focused in the engineering uh side because uh so at the time we didn't have like computer science as a career in the dr so um yeah so i started um looking into the engineering programs and uh unibe which is the school that i first attended to in the in the dr uh they had a a program uh, in like uh, in alliance with FIU where you get a dual degree. This is but this is only for civil engineering, and that's what I ended up pursuing. Um, so for my senior year, I got to transfer to FIU, and uh, uh, funny enough, I, I actually uh, came across UPE uh, in one of the club fairs, and I learned about what the the CS uh, degree had to offer uh, for FIU, and. Uh, yeah, it's pretty funny because um the it, all my classes for civil engineering were in engineering center, and so I it's called engineering center and computing, but I had never seen it, like almost anyone from CS because everyone was in, in PG six in main campus, 
So, so yeah, the, that club fair, uh, meeting you be there, like opened my eyes to, to the, the program. And so I decided to make that jump. Nice. And Azar? So my, my journey to FIUR, my, my background in the United States is, is, is kind of unique, I would say. So I was originally born and raised in, in Trinidad and I lived there until I was seven years old. I then moved from Trinidad to the United States when I was when I was seven, and since 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 then I, I've been I was on I was on a visa I was on a different visa it's called the E two visa essentially I was here um, because of my family's business that we uh, that they still own in the United States I'm actually home right now with my my parents in the United States well when it came to uh, being when it came to like in, um, later on, though, I uh, once you turn like 20, 21, you can no longer keep your status as uh, an E2 student visa. So I had to naturally transition to uh, an international student visa since I am still uh, a citizen of Trinidad and I'm not a citizen of the United States. And I, but I basically I grew up here in the United States since I have been here since I was seven. And for me, um, naturally, I wanted to attend a school that was sort of close to home, and what uh, and I could find people that uh, were similar to me. Uh, yeah, that's, and I found that best in FIU. So those were some of the main reasons that I was attracted to FIU. Uh, I'm definitely glad that both of you guys chose FIU as your school. Otherwise, I'd be never. I would not have gotten the chance to meet you guys. So a follow-up question to that, right? Um, Yvonne, you spoke a little bit about this. What, how did your guys's, if you guys can maybe tell a story, et cetera, how did your passion for tech start? Like what made you decide, okay, you know, I want to, let me try out computer science when I got to FIU. Like what is it that ignited your passion? Or if it, if you didn't have a passion in the beginning, you know, what made you want to go into computer science specifically? So I guess Yvonne, you can start with the answering that question. Um, yes. Yeah, so, so I mentioned I, I've always been into technology. I think, uh, like I, I think it starts for many people of our age um, with a computer at home. I think <laughs> I'm making a big assumption here, but like I had a, you know, when I was little, I had the a huge monitor that would like burn my eyes if I didn't use like a screen protector. Uh, a mouse with like the little ball, the the bearing ball, like to um, a clunky keyboard, and uh, yeah, so I would like spend my time just you know painting with with Microsoft Paint, or just uh, learning how to Google stuff, and and like whatever, like googling random trivia or or uh, images of my favorite shows or something, and uh, yeah, so I I grew up along the the, the evolving technology and. Uh, I feel like it's it was a uh, it was like something uh, natural, um, but yeah, I started uh, getting more drawn to to it as a career um, when I started seeing more of of the things that people could create. I think uh, something that really because I was always on the on the verge of making that jump I mentioned after uh, coming across UB. Um, but I, I never really, I, I saw it more as a, you know, I'll think about it after I'm done with my, my degree. I'll, I'll see if I can do like a master's or something, but I wasn't really that sure. Um, 
Well, honestly, I, I attended Shell Hacks. Uh, this happened before I, I was even an FIU student again. I was working at the time. And uh, just seeing what people were creating and, uh, uh, you know, uh, seeing people present their projects that they made in a weekend and how many of them were just, like, trying to help. Uh, like, I remember one that was, like, for um, hurricanes. I forgot the name, but it was it was really cool. And it was just to, like, an emergency system for, like, if the if the power got lost and signals that you could communicate like with a, with a little box that you would plug in, in a, in a, I really forgot. But, but, the, but the point is, is that, uh, I, I liked the, the, how powerful it seemed like to just create something to, to help and make an impact just on, on a weekend with, with your friends, uh, thanks to technology. It seemed really cool. And so, yeah, I think that that's, well, that was the catalyst, definitely, that uh, ignited my passion for technology. So my story is sort of similar to Yvonne's story in the beginning. My parents, luckily enough, and my... So technology in, in Trinidad is, um, I would say, much still a little bit more behind than technology in the United States. Not many people that I knew, at least growing up, really had like a computer or, or at least like an advanced computer. But luckily enough, I grew up in a home where my parents were able to like purchase a computer, and it was it was running Windows nine uh, ninety seven, I believe. It was super old. It was super super slow. But I remember I remember there was I think there was this paint game that, that you could do that you could do on there or they they had that they had a few different <laughs> applications or games on that on that computer and uh it was it was just you know small small little games but just i was always fascinated by by technology especially you know since i had that that computer and i was always naturally a curious sort of person growing up curious in terms of wanting to know more about the deeper meaning behind things or wanting to know just wanting to know more in general so definitely uh, well once i saw this uh, computer i tried to uh just experiment around it with as, as much as i can and just just get you know i it's it, it ignited my my passion for at least stem at least stem in general um, but then when I moved to, when I moved to the United States, when I was, when I was seven, then yeah, naturally we, ha I had more and more access to, to technologies like better computers, um, iPods, uh, different, different gadgets were, were coming out sort of all the time. And it, it, it always, 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 uh, fascinated me. I remember still the first day when I got my, my first iPod, iPod touch. It was, uh, that was a that was a that was a great day. So the, these little experiences um, got me naturally interested into uh, into tech. But to be honest, I didn't really know that I was going to pursue tech. It was a fascination, not really something I saw that I could personally get into. I didn't know this was a field that I could personally fit in, in because typically in my family they're all business people. I never grew up around anyone in, involved with technology in any sort. So it was just more of like a fascination for me, not really something that I could get into. 
and I but when I got to high school, however, I uh, they had uh, courses offering computer science, learning like basic programming and whatnot. So I started taking those classes uh, just because you know I had the space I could I could do it, and I I fell in love with it more and more and more. And eventually, I started taking the college classes related to it. I started learning so much in in high school. I ended up doing a bit of competitive programming in in high school as well. So definitely those experiences in in high school, they led me to when I when as soon as I entered FIU, that I, I knew this was a field that I was personally interested in. Uh, I, 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 to be honest, I enjoyed a bunch of different subjects because again, I'm naturally curious and I, I love history, I love sciences, math, but for me, tech was, was the, the one field I felt closest to. So. I got more, I, that's, that, I declared my major in computer science. And what has reassured me and my choice of being a computer science major as well as a mathematics major has been joining organizations such as UPE primarily. I joined UPE in my, I remember the first general meeting I joined in fall 2018 and just seeing how enthusiastic people were for technology and seeing just the energy, the energy in the room and hearing people talk about these things that I never really got to talk about with anyone else really before it it made me love this this field even more and that's why still today I am I'm in this this, this field actually you, you mentioned that uh like you you never really like thought of it as a as a career because uh if it seemed far-fetched because you had nobody around uh that was a like a software engineer and uh Actually, like I, I've been looking back at like why I never considered it as because I also mentioned like I was very interested on it, uh, but I never really like saw myself like pursuing a, a career in tech. Um, and I it was mainly exactly the same thing. Like the there wasn't a, really a program for it in the Dominican Republic. I didn't know anyone that was like a software engineer or somebody even pursuing um, any any other field inside CS. And so to me, it was more like fiction. Like, uh, like when I would think about that, I would think about that typical movie scene of a hacker just like uh, typing on their keyboard and like green letters and numbers just like flying through the screen. And I was like, yeah, I mean, can I even do that? Is that a thing? Literally same. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, you guys, it's one thing I noticed is one, both in your stories, one thing in common was uh, UPE and really... Um, talk you guys talked about you know at first you weren't too sure if you were you were interested in it, but you weren't too sure if you were falling for a career um so which leads me to the next uh set of questions right you guys are now um you know in the midst of your career your academic career at fiu um what just to uh clarify you azar what year are you um at fiu right now are you a sophomore or junior uh I'm now a junior. Junior. And Yvonne, you? Uh, I should technically also be a junior. Perfect. Yeah. So you guys are now juniors. Um, tell us a little bit about your academic journey through, uh, academic journey through uh, UPE. So, you know, what did you guys do to see what uh, What did you guys do or what did you got, how did you guys prepare for your careers now that um, you decided that you want to pursue a career in tech? Um, did you guys get any internships, et cetera? So feel free to tell a story about those or your experiences about those. Um, Azar, you can start with this one. 
So I joined uh, FIU in fall 2018, and that is the same time I found UPE. I, I, I remember the first time I met UPE, I was, it was tabling, freshman honors tabling. I think I, I might have met Naz or I might have met uh, someone on the original board. And then they were like, yeah, UPE is so cool. Like, you should definitely join us. We have, we were having our first general meeting, first week of school. Okay, cool. I'll definitely, I'll definitely show up. And through that first general meeting, again, that's, that's, uh, I saw all the hype and I, it made me want to get more and more involved with my, the tech community at FIU. So in my freshman year, I got involved with two, two different programs. One was the mentorship program and one was the SparkDip program specifically. Uh, in the mentor program, I was paired with an upper graduate, upper level student studying math and he helped me personally figure out a plan on how to move forward because again, I was so, I didn't see myself as a career tech, but I, I knew I was interested in it. So I asked him, hey, help. <laughs> what, should, should, is this something I could do? do you see, you know, yeah, definitely. You're also interested in math and you, uh, he, he believed in me a lot. So he gave me a lot of encouragement and a lot of, uh, inspiration to to do computer science and math and uh, and be more involved with the tech community at FIU and as well I joined the the SparkDev program and with the SparkDev program I was first introduced to so I did programming in high school but I never made any projects or it was just object-oriented programming essentially in my first semester I was exposed to mobile development I, I was working on an Android team and with with that that team that, that actually got me even more interested in CS as well because it brought back that um, amazement that I had as a child getting like at least my first iPod or whatnot that hey like now I actually kind of know like what goes behind the scenes uh, to building an app it fueled my curiosity further and I personally wanted to get more and more and more involved so at least my, that was my my first semester at a, FIU and shortly thereafter I actually uh, became the d director of mentor my second semester of my of my career at, at FIU so I was a freshman and to be honest I I'm naturally a, a very shy kind of person and not very outspoken but I, I was presented with the opportunity to, to lead on to the uh, the mentorship program at FIU and a yeah, big shout out to Naz being the previous director uh, before me and uh, giving me that mentorship and that help I needed to definitely get to the point where I was. And yeah, at least that getting involved, I, I would say though, that being the director of the mentor program is one of the best things that ever happened to me in, in my life. It, it helped me become a much more confident person and it helped me boost my resume too. And as well as doing projects through SparkDiv, I did SparkDiv two, two semesters after that. It helped me transform it to someone who was very unsure of what they were going to do, uh, you know, for their career-wise or whatnot, to just maybe like two semesters later in fall 2019, I was very hyped, very feeling very confident into getting an internship and to getting, just going, just going out there because uh, opportunities for international students aren't, aren't as easy you have to, to companies typically are generally harder on international students, I would, I would say. But uh, after talking to so many people on the executive board, 
and getting encouragement and you know me seeing my personal development grow i was ready to go all in so i applied to like must have been 50 companies 50 100 I, I i really don't remember at this point and yeah during that that fall that fall semester i ended up getting two different offers and i actually got an internship uh, at Facebook as a Facebook university engineer doing what I personally liked uh, building Android development or getting more and more into into it and that was that was in my internship last last summer uh, summer 20 2020 and that that has been essentially my my journey so far and a lot a lot has happened along the way since since then to in, in terms of getting myself prepared for the interviews getting um, all the, the professional development, academic development, all of that. Uh, I've worked really hard through through UPE and having the support of others, you know, through UPE behind me uh, allowed me to, to 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 get to where I am today, essentially. So that is that is my journey so far. At, at what what has happened us? I guess now I'm I'm in my junior year. At FIE, FIE. And Ivan, the same question goes for you. Um, could you repeat that question? I, I know it was the, the journey. Um, so well, what was it exactly? Uh, so just talk about your, you had mentioned that you are technically now a junior at FIU. Um, talk about your journey, your academic journey at FIU. Um, what did you do to, uh, you know, get more involved? What did you do to prepare for a career in tech? Did you land any internships? If so, um, how did you prepare for that? Did it? Did you feel? Just tell us basically um, the whole nine yards. Tell us your journey. Okay. Uh, yeah. Sure. So, so um, like I mentioned earlier, I um, I I was first studying civil engineering. Um, I I finished my my degree uh, at FIU from my senior year, um, and after that, I I was meaning to start uh, computer science. Um, because of uh, constraints that I had in terms of, uh, you know, financial and and just the the whole time time like um, I just couldn't do it and uh, so I figured that you know in order to you know um, get some increase my chances of being able to just like return to school and, and um, start that second program uh, I started working um, via OPT which uh, uh, it's a uh, optional uh, practical training which is uh it's essentially because uh, uh, i'm on a f1 visa and um uh, it's essentially a, a one-year period that the 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 country gives you to work here as long as you have a degree that you earned here as well and so um yeah so i worked in construction uh in project management for a year and while i was working i was i started learning like python um i started like getting like learning on my own uh different you know technologies and doing personal projects and stuff um and uh i was also part of a committee for for upe for for make and uh which is the program that, that deals with hardware and uh yeah so i would like after work sometimes i would just come down from broward <laughs> um all the way to to fiu to, to like partake in the, the events and stuff um and it was really fun uh, I, would, I would always like look forward to the events and stuff and so I think that was like the start of it all. Um, then later on fall, um, that was fall uh, last year, 2019, I, I started again at FIU and I, uh, 
uh, yeah, I immediately knew like I, I wanted to join the, the executive board and, and help out as much as I could. Um, on my first semester, I, I tried getting as, in, as involved as I could. I started doing Google CS first, which is now uh, UP Ignite. Um, I was going to um, to a, a, a elementary school and uh, teaching kids like the the foundations of programming through scratch. And uh, yeah, I also uh, joined SparkDev. I was in the AI team. We were doing a autonomous drone that could like navigate from a coordinate to the other um, while like avoiding obstacles using like robot vision and AI. And um, yeah, so I, I was trying to get as involved as I could in, in every single like area that I could find um, to the point where, where <laughs> I, I was like a bit like saturated, but I think it was all worth it um, because uh, yeah, I, I, it was just a, such a, like the, I had just started and I was like so enthusiastic. So I was just taking full advantage of that and uh, absorbing as much knowledge as, as I could. And then one thing that, that really helped me out uh, to be honest is the, you know, the people I met and the interactions that, that I, uh, that I had, I learned so many things about like, from the professional development to to how to take advantage of, of the multiple opportunities that, that were out there. And uh, yeah, I, I, I attribute like my, the internship that I was able to, to get at the end um, to all that. Um, yes. So um, <laughs> you had mentioned that you it were able to get an internship. Um, if you don't mind sharing, where did you get an internship at and how was your experience in there? Um, yeah, uh, so I interned at Facebook uh, as part of uh, Facebook University, uh, which is like their their internship targeted to freshmen and sophomores. Uh, it's it's around uh, mobile development. Um, I was a place in the Android uh, track, so I, I had to develop and like it's it's essentially like the first half is a boot camp. Um, mine was in in Android, and then you have to develop your own app and present it at the end, and. Uh, so funny enough, I, I learned about the opportunity the very last day of the deadline, like to apply. And it was through a casual conversation with Caesar. I believe he was in the first episode of, of this podcast. Uh, so we were just talking about something and he was like, oh, you, do you apply to FBU? And I was like, FBU, what's that? And then he proceeded to tell me about it. And uh, yeah, I applied the very last day, like uh, like minus two hours, like two, two hours remaining for, for the deadline to, to pass. So, so yeah, um, and then uh, I I prepared for like the the interviews and the the, the coding assessment and on all the stuff um, through many people that I actually also met here at UP. Um, um, yeah, I, I people reviewed my resume. I had like mock-up behavioral interviews. Uh, I practiced like whiteboard and and lead code, which I wasn't even familiar with what it was. Um, so yeah, that definitely I. I'm very thankful for like all the experiences and, and uh, interactions that, uh, that I acquired. Cool. Thank you so much, both of you guys. Um, so the next question I have for you guys, right? Um, so far, what has been your biggest hurdle or your biggest struggle um, as an international student at FIU? All right. <laughs> so I, I, so, okay, so the biggest struggle that I think all international students share um, is flexibility. Um, 
because we, we have to, so we have to take full-time credits always. We cannot take online classes. This is an exception because of the current pandemic, but um, normally you can only take like a single online class for, from your, for all your credits. Yeah. A single one, I think three, three credits. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so it doesn't sound, and you have to remain full-time always and it doesn't sound as bad, but then there's certain things that like, I don't know if, if it's really that. And this is not only for FIU. I, I think this goes for all universities. And I'm not sure if it's like they, they just didn't think it through or it's just like like that on purpose. I, I really don't know. But for example, in order to become an LA, that's, a, that's an incredible opportunity for some people. Becoming an LA, like it's, it's a... But as an international student, to become an LA, you have to take that seminar that's like one single credit and that is like so so international students pay usually higher fees so the the price of paying for the seminar eats up the whole any any of the money that you would make so it's essentially like you, you don't break even so it's not worth it um and well to like target specifically the biggest uh struggle or hurdle um so at the start of my internship there was a misalignment with um Facebook's dates and FIU. So since you have to be full-time always, you, you can only do internships during the summer because it is only in the summer where school is optional for you as an international student. So that is the only place you can be a, an intern in the summer. So Facebook's internship and actually like all the other companies, uh, judging by like what my peers were doing, um, they... Their, their internship period did not align with the FIU uh, summer, with, with summer C, which would be the, the summer that extends the, the whole period, right? Yeah. So you, can't, you cannot work. It's, it is illegal for you as an international student to be working while you're not in school. So if, if the internship is, is um, getting into the period where you're literally not in summer, but also not in fall, because it's just a break in between, that is illegal. Like you, you can't do that. So it was a whole process where, like, I thought I wasn't gonna be able to intern. Um, I was like, uh, you know, like people at Facebook were seeing to literally like just uh, see how they could like just end the, the internship uh, earlier if if it was impossible for for the for FIU to like arrange something. So it was very. I was very nervous and scared, <laughs> not going to lie. Um, but, but all these things work out at the end. Like it, it just requires a lot of time and effort and a lot of emails and, and calls. But yeah, I would say that that is the biggest t type of like struggles that you would face. And Azar, how about you? Yvonne pretty much covered most of the struggles for international students. But one that I will mention is that sometimes the opportunities for international students may be maybe less or they may it, it, it's generally I find in my personal opinion harder to to get an internship as an international student sort of there is multiple reasons for this being the case one being that if you were to follow through with this company at once you graduate you might need sponsorship through the form of OBT or some sort of other sponsorship so that you could stay within the United States and continue your your pursuing of coding and development and co some companies may not necessarily want to put in that time and effort in into that person so 
usually when you apply for an internship, they may ask, are you an international student or are you not? And well, you have to be, you have to answer that question. And sometimes that makes or breaks, despite if you are a, a wonderful candidate or depending, even if you have, you, you know, Python, you could do one liners easy, right? Or you know all the data structures and algorithms. Sometimes that does not matter. And it's unfortunate that it is so, but that is the reality sometimes. Uh, as well, uh, Yvonne touched upon this too. Uh, funding is, is it, it also ties into opportunities sort of as well. Uh, funding and paying for, for school. So yeah, when I, was, when I was still under the E2 visa, I actually did not pay for any education at FIU. I actually got the Bright Futures scholarship, which paid for my whole tuition because I earned that through my academics at, at school. But once I switched over to become an international student, I, I instantly could not do that scholarship anymore because international F1 students are not allowed to have that scholarship. So I lost all my scholarships and essentially everything. So I ended up, went from not paying for, for school at all to paying like $20,000 $20, like a year or something like that. So, and, and as, as mentioned before, yeah, uh, for instance, with the LA seminar, you're not able to, it, it doesn't really make sense for international students to become in LA because you don't, you won't really earn anything from it. If anything, that's just something to add to your resume. But at the end of the day, it might just be better to just do like an unpaid internship or something like that. Not necessarily. And there are more restrictions for, for international students and how many hours they could work, how many, uh, what they could do, whether it's like on campus work and stuff. So you're very much limited in what you're, you're able to do, but but there are ways to overcome these these obstacles. However, and I find personally for me one of the best ways to do that is just to get in, as involved as you can within your community. Take advantage of all of the these free resources that are around you. There is the internet. There is organizations such as UPE and BSC that provide workshops. They provide ways for you to learn educational content and get involved in, and ways for you to to put in time and effort uh, to show that you are a hardworking person and that you are someone that that a company would would want to to be it, it, these are ways that you could build up your resume and and these are ways that it's one of the main ways that you can overcome maybe this sort of stigma or maybe this sort of hardships that you deal with as an international student, but I could get, could get in, I can get into that later possibly. And another important organization is also IS, which is uh, the, the, I mean, most universities uh, have, have an IS, uh, which is the, the center for, for uh, international student and scholar services. And so they, yeah, they are the, the, the experts on like international affairs and, and they know, um, what you can do and what you can't do as a as a international student, I think that like one of the the best ways to sort of um, navigate your yourself around all these restrictions and and it's actually knowing the restrictions, like knowing what you can do, what you can't, what are the possibilities, knowing the rules of the game, um, and like what are the cards in your hand and, and what you can do with them, and so. So yeah, um, I actually also forgot to mention that is actually a really big struggle, which is the, the thing is I do feel 
the tech industry is way more welcoming for international students. I guess there's more demand. Um, cause, uh, yeah. Cause like in, in the construction industry, it's, it was near impossible to find, to find anything. I, like, I ended up settling for like, I was <laughs> like, I was like earning a minimum wage on, on like doing like super extensive, like it was essentially they hired me because they knew that I would be willing to just accept the job. Um, but I feel like tech is different, right? That there's actually a, de a demand for like, for minds that are able to, to actively create things and, and, uh, and uh, it's, I think it's a very welcoming industry. So I feel like um, there, there might be companies that don't hire international students at all, and they would actually disclose it uh, very early on. Uh, but I, I think uh, like if you're somebody looking out, looking for opportunities, you should not get discouraged by that and just try to look at the companies that do. Um, and, and these range from like, you know, uh, startups uh, smaller companies big companies uh, there's all types of companies that do take international students uh, regardless um thank you guys so much um i'm glad that both of you guys were able to get your uh issues resolved before starting your internship um just judging like just just by listening to your guys' story you guys have been you guys have been working non-stop etc um putting in the extra hours the extra efforts um, given the restrictions and et cetera. Um, now we have, uh, I have two more questions for you guys that kind of, um, to tie everything up. Uh, the first question is, do you feel, um, well, let me rephrase that. What resources, um, if, uh, at FIU that were you guys were able to take advantage of, um, so what resources, were there any resources at FIU that really played in your favor as being an international student that helped you get to that, um, to help you land that internship or help you figure out what you want to do? Um, if so, do you, uh, what, which resource helped you the most? Um, like I mentioned, uh, IFSS uh, is uh, vital for your survival as an international student. Uh, they will... They also do like workshops um, all the time uh, about like, you know, uh, CPT, OPT, like, um, so just to like uh, briefly explain them, CPT is uh, the program that allows you to um, do internships. So essentially as an international student, it is, it is illegal to work, right? No, no matter what, like you can never work if you have an F1 visa, you're strictly a student, you can't work. But with CPT, what it does is uh, takes a class um, and it attributes like an internship experience to that class. So you can justify your internship by saying this is for, for a class. Like I'm doing this internship as a class, I'm earning credits from it. And so that, that's, a, that's the way around it, right? Um, then OPT, which is the optional practical training, that one comes after you graduate usually. Although so I know some people can do it while they're studying as well but more frequently you see it after you graduate. So essentially um, you can work up to one year after you have earned a, a degree um, uh, legally, like you, you can just do it. Um, it. It has to be in the area of, of, of your study. So you can just like graduate from, you know, from like CS and then just like get a job at a, a totally unrelated job, right? It has to be related to what you went to school for. And then if, if the 
degree is in STEM and the, yeah, um, somebody's saying it in chat. Um, if, if the degree is in STEM, so uh, and you're gonna work in, in, a, in, the, in the industry, um, you can, you get a, in a, something called the STEM extension. Uh, so you get two additional years that you have to apply for though uh, at the end of your first year. And then you, you can get, end up working for a total of three years in the industry. So um, those are things that like, you know, IS would normally like uh, tell you about. Uh, they will tell you like how to start processes for these things. Um, yeah, they, they have all sorts of workshops too. Like I know that I, I saw one that was like, I, I should have totally uh, attended, but I, I kind of missed it. And then I, I suffered the, the repercussions, um, which was about like paying taxes as an international student. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I might, uh, yeah. Um, uh, I don't think I should disclose any information here, but yeah, I, I, I it caused some trouble because um, I think I didn't, I didn't file them properly. But um, yeah, so th they they definitely have a lot of resources that I think uh, are are vital for for an international student. And then uh, the the other things would be what we have already mentioned: uh, getting involved in the community. Uh, uh, you know. Uh, the clubs at FIU and just the, the whole environment that, that FIU has going on, uh, especially in tech. Um, yeah, I think there's a lot of opportunities there for, for international students as well. And uh, yeah, you should all get, um, get um, take advantage of it, uh, all the interactions and, and ne uh, networking opportunities that there are. Cool. Yeah. And Azar? Yeah, so kind of going off, so IS is definitely very important. You, if you, you don't coordinate with IIIS and figure out your, your internship, if you're going to do an internship, you don't coordinate with them, it's not really going to happen. Or if you don't, or if you don't know how to properly be, I guess, an international student in terms of classes and whatnot, you're going to have a, a difficult time. So definitely IIIS is one of the biggest um, resources that you have as an international student and they also have I believe like Mixer to get to know other students who are new in the United States and a whole bunch of cool stuff so definitely check them out <laughs> but for me uh, yeah so for me what, what helped the most is taking advantage of well, I was mentioning this earlier the free resources that are that are at FIU in terms of um, clubs what what different different what does it say not not campus like departments are offering and just taking advantage of everything that you can because the tech tech is welcoming but i feel like it is is becoming pretty very competitive so you if you want to stand a chance if you want to get a, 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 a your ideal internship you might have to work really really hard you might have to just take advantage of everything that uh, everything around you. For me personally, in my freshman year, I did a. I was looking just to see how I could get any sort of experience, any 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 way, how I how I could, and so I, I did SparkDiv as well. There is an internship with the Honors College, so I'm actually a part of the Honors College as well. They offered a position for a web developer position for uh for their organ for to help develop the My Honors website and and maintain it 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 was unpaid but that's exactly perfect for a national student like me so i took that that opportunity and it was it was some work but i learned i came out learning 
more, you know, knowing more than what I came in with. And it was an internship that I could put on my resume as well. And also through networking opportunities through UPE, since I was the director of UPE Mentor for four semesters, I, I've met hundreds and hundreds of different sorts of people at FIU. And those connections, if, if it's one thing, connections are one of the biggest, biggest assets that you have at your disposal uh, at being a university student. The people that you meet, uh, when you go to job fairs, like, putting yourself out there into meeting like recruiters and whatnot. That stuff is very valuable, I, I would say. And I was, I was talking to uh, someone that I had met uh, in, in one of my, my dorms and he, he was starting to get involved with a, with a startup that they were called uh, Liquid Carrot. And they needed some, some people who were, uh, who were interested in, in, in helping out with um, building their platform. So I, I and it was, again, it was an unpaid internship, but I took that as an opportunity to, to learn more about the field of AI since they were building a JavaScript library for, for artificial intelligence. So I took that opportunity and I learned as, as much as I, as I could and I got more and more experience through that. So if you look out, there are opportunities out there, out there for you and you can make the most of your, uh, at your time at FIU. Because if you don't give yourself that chance to explore, try to see what you like and, and, and work for, for what you want, it's truthfully not gonna come to you. You have to work, you have to work for, I suppose, what, what you want at the end of the day. And those are, yeah, just looking out for, you, you could also get these if you subscribe to, yeah, the UPE mailing list. Um, if you're just checking what SEIS they send out in terms of opportunities, uh, you can get updates on on things happening on campus, and you can you can get more and more experience just just by just things are happening, and that makes them builds again builds your resume, and it builds you to be a strong strong candidate. So that despite of any any maybe legal troubles that a company might have to go through to to further on hire you uh and that sort it'll it'll be worth because you're a top tier candidate so that's just that's 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 my sort of advice so seems like one big common factor between the both of your guys's answers just happens to be upe um can you so just like do you feel that um as a follow-up to the previous question, do you feel that uh, UP has given you the adequate resources to thrive as an international student, um, help you prepare to, with that networking, helping you prepare with, um, you know, preparing for that interview, et cetera? Do you feel that UP has given enough resources and et cetera to uh, make it help you succeed in those, um, in those scenarios? Uh, I, I would say that yes, but, like I, I, I want to just emphasize, uh, like also I triple S. Like the thing is, um, many of the people I've met in UP actually, um, not necessarily like they have provided me with with a important insight from because they they have already experienced these things or let's say in a higher level of seniority they they graduated or they're seniors, um. But not necessarily they're international students, so they might not know what the restrictions are. Um, so like I've I've had uh, like among the the people that that have given me the 
the best advice and have helped me the most actually uh guiding me through like you know uh like the the whole um even like where to apply how to apply and even like with advice on like how to uh, face the different possibilities that i might encounter in an interview and like the you know all the other type of things even for the internship itself how to like um tackle it how to how to approach it uh the people that have given me the, the best advice they they actually are not international and so they might tell me stuff like wait hey, i mean just uh do that internship in the fall and then you might do the other one in spring but that is not even a possibility for an international student so so you i don't think like you could just like um just like um pinpoint everything like uh, only on ub because uh, uh most of the international um aspects of it uh will come from from somewhere else which would be uh i triple s um and i, I keep mentioning because I, i don't want to say something here and then like people just take that as, as a fact and m maybe i have it wrong um ultimately always consult with i triple s and anything that like might be um you might be considering i know other schools have uh the equivalent most of them do call it ieee as well um but it might vary um but yes up has played a a, a very important role uh, especially because of the community and uh um that that goes to say that it's not just being a member of up uh, in the books like just being a member but actually getting involved with the community meeting people networking um and learning more about like the things that they do in, in tech um even, even if it sounds cheesy right helping others too um because you're going to get that help back as well and how about you sir yeah um i definitely i totally agree with with Yvonne. i talked to multiple people uh, about internships and and opportunities and sometimes Yeah, sometimes I I would consider what they, what they would suggest, but uh, because of restrictions of international students or or for some some companies, uh, it's not necessarily the case or that I could could do them. I mean, for for some some jobs, you need to be a, a U.S. citizen. Uh, you need to or you need to be like a resident, and if you're an international student, you're not one of those. So that kind of limits you in that way. But so definitely consult IEEE's. Uh, I also uh, there's a lot of help online as well if you're if you're curious about uh, how to move forward with an international student. That's personally for me. Uh, I got to know IEEE's closer to my internship, but if I'm being realistic, uh, earlier on, I I was was looking on on forums online and I was looking for help. Yeah, help online uh, for for my main sort of sort of advice on. How to how to go forward with international students, and then I then I then I learned you know everything uh, from there. But also talking to there's also several international students that helped me out personally as well. One of them is, is Jay Jethani. He uh, personally for me was someone who helped me understand the international student process more. Since he is also an international student as as well, he he told me about how how the CPT works, how OPT. And what to be what to be aware of, how, how the prices will increase. Uh, I definitely attribute a lot to my knowledge of of how to I guess quote unquote play the game or how how it all works due to my interactions with uh, with my fellow international students at FIU. I also talked to several non-international students at FIU, you know, through UPE, and and got 
amazing advice as well on just more to, more general information such as uh, professional professional development, academic development, how to just generally get more involved and to build yourself a better uh, a stronger candidate for for a company. I learned that through those uh, individuals that I met. But I also learned quite a bit from those who were international students as well. So networking definitely through UPE was one of the best ways how I was able to get more not insight onto how things work. And for me, how I could move forward with an internship and start, you know, start fuel my passion and in, in, in tech. So definitely UPEs has helped me has helped me personally along a long way in in, in getting in getting there. And of course, you have to put in your own effort. I, I keep saying this again, you have to put in your own effort, your own time. You can't just if you want if you have a specific goal, you need to you need to work with it as as for anything. So if you get if you have a specific goal in mind, make sure that to, to get involved, whether it be through joining a committee in UPE, whether it be joining the executive board, even if it may seem scary. I mean, I joined the executive board when I was a freshman. It, it was a scary experience uh, at this, because I literally did not know anybody at FIU, but take, that's, that's a thing too. Taking chances is, is a really, really big thing. Even if you're not sure how, how it'll end up later on, taking chances is one of the best things that you could do for yourself in the, the long long run even if it seems risky uh um, not not chances in terms of like like ruining your status as an international student let me be very clear about that don't ever mess with your your status in terms of like classes in terms of like internships or all of that i mean that in terms of opportunities um on campus and on with with student groups and your involvement be be proactive be Check in, check in frequently with your your IFSS advisor. See if you're you're on good, um, to you know your your status is is good since that sometimes status your status might change and you might not even know. Uh, so it's good to be in contact. Yeah, but but overall, UPE. Uh, let me circle back to UPE has has definitely helped a long long way though, and I do attribute a lot of my personal development and a lot of my insight into tech through UPE. So thanks, UPE. Appreciate it. <laughs> and, and like I mentioned, uh, um, I mean, there, there's, I think, I mean, many schools do have a UPE chapter, but uh, I mean, many don't. So it's, it's more of the community itself. So like if, uh, if there, if in your school, like there's no UPE or anything like that, um, feel free to like, I know it's, it's it will be harder, definitely. But, but, uh, the, the amount of knowledge that could come from that would be even greater um, to start your own thing. Um, it doesn't have to be like an official club or something. It, it could just be like gather a, a group of friends and together just aim for success and like train, like train quote unquote, just like practice together, um, help each other out. And, and uh, it's ultimately the same thing. Cool. And thank you guys so much for sharing your experiences etc we're gonna now move on to um some questions actually from the audience so just to recap on the process uh, <laughs> uh if you guys have a question you guys um can send the question directly to hoy um in a private message within zoom and then it'll be added to the queue however um there may be a chance due to time constraints that your question may not be answered 
Um, rest assured, if you do have questions, um, uh, we'll try our best to have uh, answer all the questions that are given to us. So if you guys do have a question, feel free to DM Hoy um, in the in the Zoom chat and um, di uh, directly, and your question will be added to the queue. Um, without further ado, Hoy, um, take it away with the questions. So um, the first, the first like question that the audience has for you guys is, um, do you consider applying in the future for citizenship or a goal to stay in the state by being a citizen, or do you see yourself returning? Um, personally, for me, my my goal is to definitely stay within the United States. My my whole family lives back in Trinidad, but. Compared to Trinidad, the United States has way more opportunities and, you know, much more need for a software engineer in, in general. I, I, I also grew up here as well. So, I mean, I've lived here 13 years of my life since I've been. Uh, so I definitely feel it, it's an interesting thing being, you know, an immigrant or being an international student, but also being, you know, flip-flop between two places. But ultimately, I've thought about it over time and I would love to, to stay in the United States if possible. So hopefully one day, you know, to get sponsored by a company and to be able to keep on working on what I love, which is tech, would, is, is a dream, is a dream to be honest. So definitely I have plans to stay in the United States. If, if not, then, you know, it's been great knowing you guys, uh, you know, I will, well, I mean, nothing much is changing at the moment, you know, we're on Zoom at the moment, so uh, we'll, we'll Zoom again, but yeah. <laughs> Positive positivity on me. Um, for me, for me, uh, yeah, I think uh, I would I would like to stay at least for the moment for for career development. I I do think that like software uh, engineering specifically, which is what I'm trying to go for, um, it's uh, way more developed over here, and there's more demand for it. Um, so yeah, in that sense, that uh, yeah, I would I would like to stay, but as uh, like that far of a future, I'm not sure yet. It's like a solid plan for you guys. And another question um, that Dodins has is, how do you stand out as an international student? Standing out as an international student, uh, yeah, I've, I've mentioned this before. You, it, the best thing that you could do is to take chances and to do things that maybe other people in your field might not necessarily necessarily do. For me, one of the big catalysts that set me apart from other people, even my grade or people in my uh, other international students, I suppose, was becoming the director of UPE mentor ultimately. Getting that experience to help students give back to the community and get that, that unique experience to network with so many different people um, definitely helped me stand out in, in, in interviews because I could always bring this as a topic during my interviews. People would say, whoa, you're doing this thing called UBE Mentor? What's that about? And I'm like, let me tell you. And if, <laughs> all those behavioral questions, you got them down if you run a program or if you run something as well. And as well, I, I mentioned I am the, the president of Developer Student Clubs as well. So getting involved and, you know, taking that, for me, that, that decision was a very big 
decision and it was sort of risky. Uh, but, you know, but I think it's, it's, it's ended up for the better. Taking chances, even if they seem risky, I think, are, it, it's a good thing. That's a good thing that, that ultimately, and I, I think that that's when it comes into any really field as well. If you make an active effort to self, set apart yourself by getting involved, um, by, work, by working hard, um, you, could, you could really set yourself apart. Uh, as well, something that's uh, for if you don't really have much experience. So when I when I applied for the sophomore internship, I had maybe a one or two projects under my belt. But what I was able to focus on the most and make myself a strong candidate was my not necessarily more of my technical skills, but I pulled a lot into my professional skills uh, as a result um, to, to to get where where I am. Uh, essentially, with my interviewing skills, I, I practice behavioral interviews. I would just stand in front of the mirror and I would just practice like, certain questions like over and over and over. At my my pitch, my elevator pitch, know that ingrained, that's ingrained into my brain. I could give you the same elevator pitch, a minute pitch over and, you know, because I, I put a lot of effort into that um, it's, as well as my resume. And I also started doing some more and more lead code problems and it's got somewhat comfortable during the interview season with that. And those things, those things definitely helped out a lot. Uh, just professionally and getting involved with projects as well. Those, those, uh, whether you start them by yourself or you join a program, again, Spark the big plug, they were a big part for me in getting involved with uh, technology. They, they're getting involved and whatnot. Those are, those are great ways to set yourself apart. Yeah. So, so adding to what Azar said, um, essentially you, you do have to, to stand out as an international student, but, but, um, and, uh, the way you do this, uh, um, is to, to put it like in the most simple form, you have to have something that showcases your passion. So everyone wants to hire like uh, some, somebody that's passionate and, uh, you have all these candidates saying, Oh, I'm passionate. I'm passionate about tech. I grew up with Pokemon. I grew up with like, my dad is a, you know, he does like robots. I, I don't, I don't know. Everyone's has, everyone has a story that trying to, and they're trying to prove that they're passionate. So what you got to do is um, have something that, that shows that you're passionate. So in Azar's case, it, it was a mentor of IU. Um, when I started, for example, I, I learned, and I was doing this because I was enjoying it, to be honest, but I was volunteering, like I mentioned earlier, uh, for Google CS First, now UP Ignite, which is the program um, for uh, a volunteering program you um, where you go to schools and teach the, the little uh, kids um, the found programming foundation via Scratch. Um, I think it was uh, fourth graders, and uh, I I came to learn that like it, like in, during interviews uh, they they would love stories related to that. Uh, they would always ask about it because they would see it on the resume that I was like going to a middle school, and uh, yeah, so that shows passion, right? I I love technology so much that I'm like taking time out of my 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 day to like go to this school and like teach the kids and that's the same thing can be achieved via a personal project um like um yeah it's something you're working on your free time just make sure that whatever it is you're able to sell it because you, you gotta sell what you're you gotta sell your passion you gotta be able to show it so if you're doing a personal project make sure that it's not just a, a repo on github and it's just like there but it actually has some docs with screenshots, maybe a GIF that, that like demos what it does, 
uh, even better, a YouTube video, something. There has to be like an online presence so that they can see like um, that you're serious about it and you actually what you actually achieved and, and get a sense, get a taste of your passion. Um, yeah, I would say that that's like the, the way to, to stand out. Um, and, and just, uh, also, um, you need to meet the, the standard obviously, uh, of like what their expectations are. So, and it's totally normal. We all start from zero. Um, and what I mean is like your, your resume has to be on point. Um, at least like following the guidelines that what they would expect, um, the, the convention is what I'm trying to say. Um, your, your, your interview, like the, the way you present yourself at least has to meet a certain like bar. I, I hate to call it a bar, but I guess it, it, that's what it is. Um, and yeah, like as I mentioned that, that just takes some time, uh, practice, uh, in front of a mirror, I guess, or with your friends. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, I think those are the things to ultimately just focus on showcasing your passion. And that is something that should come, come like naturally. Um, you might need to like to push yourself at first, but it follows. Awesome. Um, so for our last question, um, since we are running out of time, so it's, what is one thing that you wish you knew before you started at, or you started at FIU? Well, let me tell you. So when I worked in construction, I uh, exhausted my optional training uh, program because I, I consumed it. You only get it once <laughs> per, per degree, per level. So that means that once I graduate now, I don't have it. Like I cannot work. Yes. <laughs> So I'm still figuring it out, but uh, that means that I will have to obviously uh, rely on a sponsor, like immediate sponsorship, which is hard because like usually they companies um, use OPT to like they get to get to know you in, in, in the, they have three years to like work with you before they commit and are like, oh, let's sponsor this guy. Um, since I don't have that, it's literally like, let's sponsor this guy or he's just going to get kicked out and be sent back to wherever he came from. So yeah, I, I wish I would have known that. <laughs> I think I would have like done something different other than just like working for that year. Um, yes. So for me, uh, one thing I wish I knew was that, uh, I wish I knew about opportunities sooner. Uh, I found out about Facebook University in my second second year at FIU. And even though I was lucky enough to get that internship, I feel like I would be even better off if I had started at, uh, like it, applying to companies. And even though if I was a freshman, I, you know, giving myself that opportunity sooner to apply places and then just put myself out there would have been even, even better. But Overall, I mainly do not have any regrets for for my time at FIU. I've the, the years I've had at, at FIU have been the best years of, of my life. So I really do not have too many regrets. But as always, you know, when you, you, you think back to maybe two years or three years or I don't know, just a time early in your life, you wish that you did that you started something earlier or you wish that you fueled your passions earlier maybe that's um 
you know, just got more, maybe I just wish I got more involved earlier, but overall I have no regrets. All right, thank you so much, Yvonne and Azar, for taking the time to answer the questions from our audience. Now I'm gonna pass it back to Nash. So again, I would like to thank you guys so much, Azar, Yvonne, um, just hearing your experiences and stories, how dedicated you guys were in the beginning of your academic career to where you guys are now. Um, it, it shows just how passionate you guys truly are. And, you know, um, from a, from an outside, from a student's perspective, right. If, if I was a personally, if I was a freshman and I heard the stories that you guys were saying, um, it's, it'd be a sort of inspiration for me. And, I really hope that for any um, freshman or any incoming international students at FIU, they're able to hear this and they they're prepared. They're they're prepared for what journey, what the journey, um, what lies ahead in their journey at FIU. And we all, um, I think, you know, whenever I think of international students personally, the first thing that always comes to mind is like, oh, international students, um, don't they just like pay extra money to go to college or something? But hearing your guys' story, you know, it's so much more than that. You guys have more restrictions. Um, you guys have to think of a different approach. You guys have a whole mindset into um, when you're preparing for a tech and career. Um, and just hearing your guys' success stories, you guys landed an internship. You guys are in an e-board position at UP, super involved in campus. It just um, It just goes to show that, you know, you guys worked hard and everything paid off for it. So again, I appreciate you guys so much for sharing you guys' story. And um, that concludes this episode. Thank you guys so much. And thank you guys um, for, thank you guys, the audience for coming. And we hope that this uh, episode was an eye opener um, for a lot of people and also changes. Uh, we have Raul in the chat that just said it changed his view on um, international students and their perspective of international students. So it's working. That's good. That's good to know. Um, and with that, thank you guys so much. And thank you guys for um, listening to another episode of Hashing with UPE.